0: I find that most Christian women love doing things for God, but they're not so good at being with God.
1: I'm Yvette Walker, the host of the Positively Joy podcast, where we discover that joy is not a feeling, it's faith. You can find previous episodes at PositivelyJoy.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. However you found yourself here, you are welcome, and I believe it was truly God-destined. We are in season three, and this season has taken the podcast into the vantage point of what joy is. I'd like you to listen to each episode this season through the lens of how Jesus Christ defines joy. John chapter 15, verse 11, reveals this when Jesus tells us to keep the Father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Enjoy, and I pray you receive the message the Father has for you. Pamela Hinkleman has a heart for Christian women. And in fact, when I discovered her manifesto online, it just touched me in such a way that I really wanted to share it with all of you. Pamela talks about the relationship that we should have with our Father and what keeps us from having that, whether it's our own feelings about inadequacy, whether it's our own relationship with our earthly father, or really anything else that keeps us away from God. She put together these five statements that tells us who we are in Christ. Here's Pamela. Pamela, thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate you coming on the show. So glad to be here. Well, good. Well, I learned about something that you wrote, and I thought it would be so fascinating to my audience. And so that's why I had you on the show. But also at the same time, I started getting to know you and learning a little bit more about you and thought you were such an interesting person. So that's why I'm having you here. So I'm glad (laughs) you're here. And I'd like to tell everybody that you're a speaker and a writer and a life coach you are an encourager. And I love that about you. And that'll make a lot of sense once we start talking a little bit more about the specific thing that you've written. But I love the fact that when you are speaking and writing to people, you are encouraging. And obviously you're a Christian and you're a pastor's wife. And so, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And so I'll just hear a little snippet there, but I would love for our listeners to get to know you a little bit before we go into what you do. So if you would, just tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, I am a brand new empty nester. And I say brand new because we spent 30 years actively raising our five kids and they made it to adulthood. I can't even believe it. <laughs> but now we're empty nesting and I can't believe that my schedule doesn't revolve around our kids. They are—they range from age 20 to 32. Um, two, two of them are currently married. Two of them are getting married this year. Wow! And then, uh, yeah, yeah. So we have an exciting year coming up. And um, I just love helping women. I I have the spiritual gift. It's called exhortation. And that just means encouragement. And I'm a seven wing eight on this Enneagram. And so I am all about the positivity. And I just, (laughs) I love, I love spurring people on. I've always been that way. And so, um, I love to do it now in my writing and my coaching. And I love being a pastor's wife, but it's not my identity. It's one role that I have. But first of all, I'm a child of God. I'm a beloved daughter of the King. And that's, that's what matters
1: most. Well, that's so great. And everything that you have said, it fits so well into the podcast. Obviously, the podcast here is Positively Joy. We believe in being positive and seeking joy. And my listeners can't see, but I have the word joy on my wall over my shoulder. Um, just It just reminds me every day. And that's, that's what we look for. And we look for that joy and we look for that joy through our relationship with Christ and through the Father. And that's so important. And a lot of that is wrapped up, I think, in what you do. And just talking about intimacy with God and that encouragement. So so that is great. Right. You have a website. So I first learned about you through social media and found you online and I loved something that that I saw and it was the Beloved Women's Manifesto 5 Things Christ Says We Are. Now let right. me tell you why that really resonated with mm-hmm. me because as women I think we label ourselves all the time. We give ourselves a lot of (laughs) names, don't we? We do. We do. Too many, not positive ones. (laughs) Absolutely. But the five things that Christ says we are, I mean, I'm like, wow, yeah, yeah. If we're going to believe anything, we should believe what Christ says we are. That's right. And not listen to the enemy whispering in our ear and not, you know, putting ourselves down. So the other interesting thing about this is the way you spell beloved.
0: So the word
1: beloved (laughs) and then the word be is outside brackets and the word loved is in brackets. So why did you spell it like that? Yeah,
0: because, because I want women to know that we are loved by God. We are his beloved, like that is a huge part of our identity. You know, I I've I've worked with women for over 30 years. I love women. I love women's ministry. I love sitting down and having coffee with women and every time I meet with women, they they talk about this sense of not feeling worthy, not feeling loved, not feeling accepted. We wrestle with shame, we wrestle with guilt, we wrestle with like you said all the labels that we have. And so I wanted to communicate that you are loved, you are chosen, you are accepted, you are significant, you are forgiven, and you are secure. Mm-hmm. And and those are just um the five the five main things that I talk about in the in the manifesto that I'm loved, I'm accepted, I'm significant, I'm forgiven, and I'm secure. And what happens is these are not things that we have on our own. It's all because of what Christ has done for us. And when we understand what Christ has done for us, our identity becomes secure in him and what he has done, not what we do, not in our own efforts. It's just about knowing what Christ has done for us. And there's such freedom in that. And it helps us to lay aside our past. It helps us to lay aside our pain. It helps us it helps us to just walk in the grace. But what happens is I find that women can't quite get there. They can't understand this beloved identity because they don't know how to be close to God. Mm. I find I find that most Christian women love doing things for God, but they're not so good at being with God. And it's in the being with God <laughs> that you are going to learn these things. You, We don't learn these things. Um, in just doing things and keeping God from a distance. And so that's why I really focus on um, helping weary Christian women build a deep bond with God and understanding his love. Because you have to start there. And once you have that intimacy with God, then he will start to reveal his truth. He will start to reveal his word. He will start to reveal who he is and who you are because of him.
1: So you have hit so many things on the nail, right, on the head of the nail or whatever that expression is. Yeah, nail on the head. Yeah, the nail on the head. Well, first of all, I really connect with what you're saying because you mentioned what your Enneagram was. So I'm a three-wing two, which means, you know, I, I like to achieve, I'm successful, but you talked about that worthy part. And yeah. yeah, that's something that that I struggle with for sure, you know, when I'm not in my healthy three. Yeah, And guys, if you don't know what I'm talking about, we just did a great interview about the Enneagram with an Enneagram coach, and that's coming up soon. So if you don't know what we're talking about, stay tuned. You know, I'll be publishing that pretty soon. But yeah, I think that's why what you said is just so connecting with me. And then the other piece about doing things for God, being busy, being a Martha and not a Mary, all of that is, it really (laughs) connects with me. And so much so that I think that our listeners should go to your website, sign up for the Beloved Manifesto and read that. And then also check out mine, because I think I have something that works, I think, hand in hand with that. And that's the five ways to choose joy by being with God. Yeah, Five (laughs) ways to make time to be with God, you know. So get both of those guys, because I think they kind of work (laughs) hand in hand. But yeah, yeah. I mean, what you're saying just makes so much sense and is really, really connecting with what I see our challenges are as women. But I have a question. So when you wrote this, or when God gave you this idea, because we know that's Mm -hmm. where it came from, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Was there something going on in your life at the time? Like, Can you remember when that idea came to you or when you wrote it? And what was the emphasis or what was going on at the time for you?
0: Sure. Well, actually, I have been, I came to the Lord when I was 20, and I'm 55 now. So I've been on a journey to understand my identity in Christ that whole time, because I grew up in an alcoholic home. Mm. I I was a child who was broken, insecure, afraid. Um, you know, anybody who grows up in that kind of environment just knows it's it's not safe, It's it's were insecure. I didn't have the love of my daddy. I didn't have a daddy who picked me up and told me I was lovely. And mm-hmm. so I didn't I didn't know that I was loved. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so when I came to Christ at 20, I just I just went on a journey to understand that. So I knew that I wasn't the only one. And actually it was when I um I've been a speaker for years and I just started writing a couple of years ago and so when I was just praying about how I could focus and help women. I knew that that identity component was gonna just be something that um, was impactful because I knew I wasn't the only one who struggled with it. And I really wanted to help women understand that.
1: Yeah, I think that home life really makes a big difference in how we grow up. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine posted something the other day and I thought it made so much sense. And I'm paraphrasing, but it said something like, God is not the heavenly version of your father. Your earthly father- is, you know, someone who is striving to be like God your father. We can't just say that God the Father is like your heavenly father because he's so much more than that. Yes. You know, your earthly father can't compare. So, right. we can't get trapped, you know, whether or not we have a good relationship. I also, you know, had an, an alcoholic home. My father was an alcoholic. I did have a good relationship with him. He did tell me that he loved me, but I never knew when things were going to be bad. Yes, exactly. When would it turn? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like on the weekend, I guess when he started drinking, yeah. right? So, yeah, yeah, I think there's the safety that you wonder mm-hmm. about, and I never felt mm-hmm. really physically unsafe, but just mm-hmm. just the fact that the alcohol would just make the household chaotic, and just yes. that that coming on <laughs> is just you know, yep. again, it's it's a safety issue, yeah, yep. so yeah, yeah, I can see that, but our heavenly Father. I mean, he can't compare with any earthly father anyway and compare.
0: And he's not supposed to. I do remember when people would say to me years ago, well, if you had a bad relationship with your dad, you're going to have a hard time understanding the heavenly father. And I would say to people, have you read the Bible? Yeah, <laughs> because he is amazing. God mm-hmm. is amazing. And so God just healed. God healed all that in me because I spent years wanting to be whole. Like I wanted to know what a daddy should be like
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: the heavenly father showed it. He revealed his love to me.
1: So if we can, if we can get into a deeper, richer relationship with him, which is certainly what I've been striving for the last few years, I'd say, how can we grow that? I think you call it a loving union. How can we do that? Yeah. Yeah, it takes
0: purposeful intentionality A God that is far away is not a God who you are going to have loving union with. Mm -hmm. It is all about intimacy, friend. It is all about intimacy. And you learn to start being honest with God. Because sometimes we just, we feel like, well, I can't talk to God about that. He'd be too upset (laughs) or he'd be disappointed in me (laughs) or whatever view we have of God. And actually, it's the opposite The more that you are honest with God, the more that you risk your vulnerability, Mm -hmm. you will open this window of love and compassion that God wants to pour out on you. Um, But it takes you, um, because here's the deal, God... Here's the thing about God is that it, this is so hard to imagine, but he is in us. He resides within us. And then John Eldridge says this in his latest book. He says, we are swimming in an ocean of God's presence. Mm, mm-hmm. So if Jesus, the Holy Spirit is in us and we are swimming in an ocean of God's presence, why do we still feel like he's not near? So it's not him. It's us. Yeah, um, yeah. I heard Jeannie Mayo say this years ago. She says, if God seems far away, go back to where you left him. Oh, wow. Yeah, isn't that good? I'm <laughs> getting goosebumps with that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so the intimacy is our responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like God is here waiting, happily, patient, and long-suffering while we're just walking around doing our own thing. <laughs> and he just says, come here, honey. Let's talk. And that's It's like any relationship you spend time, any relationship you have on this earth, it grows because you spend time with the person. Mm -hmm. You learn to listen to their voice. You learn to not do all the talking and you become the listener. (laughs) And so it's just, and, and we can't know God apart from the scriptures because he gave us the word where he would reveals himself. He shows us who he is. Like The Bible is literally a book about God. (laughs) So if you want to know God,
1: we can't know him apart from his word. It just, it won't happen. Hmm, So true. And you were saying that it's not God, it's us. And I think that's so true. I think so many of us, even if we are willing to go to him, I think that we feel like we disappoint him all the time. Yes, yes. Then we feel so guilty. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> and even if we don't back away and we still go to him, that colors our relationship with him because yes. we're feeling this again, this unworthiness, this guilt, yep. this, this we've shame. disappointed, this <laughs> shame, all of that.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I went to church a long time ago, and in the rectory, because I was raised Catholic, there was a painting of Jesus and a young man, and they were side by side, and the young man. You know, he's there, kind of neutral expression on his face. And Jesus has his head down in his hands. And I think if we can look at that two different ways, and I I have, I've looked at that two different ways. I've seen the Jesus who's disappointed in the man, that -hmm. the man has done something and Jesus is disappointed in the man, which I think is the trap that we can fall into. But Mm -hmm. I've also seen it this way. The guy just told a bad joke, and Jesus is like, oh, man, that's a bad joke. Oh, man. (laughs) And he's with us. And I I like to think about it that way, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I think
0: when you look, when you study Jesus, I just, um, at the beginning of the year, I went back to the Gospels, and I thought, I'm just going to read through the Gospels again, because you can't go wrong with Jesus. And I think over and over again, I was just, you are struck by Jesus' compassion, Mm. Jesus is so compassionate. He is gracious. He is kind. Jesus hung out with sinners. He didn't hang out with the religious leaders. He despised the religious leaders because they were awful. But so when when we're sinning, when we're far from God, I simply see Jesus in his warm eyes saying, I love you. Come over here. Let's talk. Mm. You know, so it's really about learning the truth of who God is and walking away from this sense that we are disappointing him. All we have to do is say, Jesus, forgive me. And he does. And we're back in right relationship. It's that simple. But we make it so hard. We feel like, well, I better do something. <laughs> I better do something else. And
1: yeah, you know, we yeah.
0: have all the, then we have all these weird motives for why we serve and why we work in the church. And we're just trying to appease an angry God when he's actually
1: not angry at all. No, not at all. And <laughs> last year, I learned really for the first time what the prodigal son was all about wasn't about the son at all. It was about the father's love, the father's forgiveness, the father's grace. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the father. It's all about the father. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a couple questions for you. Sure. So, you know, you, you know, my listeners can't see you right now, but you just, are radiating with joy and and just love for the father and for Christ. So I think I know the answer, but what is the source (laughs) of your hope and joy? It is Jesus. (laughs) It's just Jesus. That's it.
0: I mean, when I met Jesus, when I was 20, he changed my life. Mm -hmm. He changed my life. He changed my family's life. And that's a whole nother story that I probably don't have time to talk about, but like, it's a miracle, but it was real bad. And Jesus met us and it was real good.
1: (laughs) He met you where you were.
0: Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm.
1: And I know we, we need to go to him and we need to open ourselves, but So often he will meet us where we are. Yeah. If we're in situations where for whatever reason we aren't able to come to him, he will meet us where Mm -hmm. we are. He does. But we have to open ourselves.
0: Right. Right. That's it.
1: Do you have a Bible scripture that you like to stand on? Oh, gosh.
0: I think in this season of life, I would say Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still.
1: Oh, excellent, excellent. And it's
0: just in the stillness. In the stillness, it's where we meet him. In the stillness is where he becomes our strength. In the stillness, I rest in him while he does the heavy work of fighting
1: my battle. (laughs) And we hear that message over and over again in the Bible. I think it's Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. We learn about the, you know, listen for his still, small voice. Yeah. Uh, We have to take ourselves out of the world out of the busyness and the chaos yeah. of the world. And we have to be still and let him do the work, but only then really can we hear him. Right, right. Yeah. Wow, that's really great. I'm
0: actually just starting a series and I it started last week on my blog. It's called Rest Over Weariness mm-hmm. because we just have an epidemic of weary women in the world, weary Christian women. And I want to teach them the joy of rest, the joy of being... Um, rejuvenated in God's presence the the ease of laying down people pleasing and the the joy of saying no (laughs) without giving a long list of well no da 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 like you can say no it just doesn't work for me today Mm -hmm. and be okay
1: I think you're right. I think, especially during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. many women have had to do so many things that they didn't have to do before. Homeschooling, Mm -hmm. lots of different things. It's just a new part, a new duty. And, you know, how do we handle all the things that we have to do or maybe deal with the worry because maybe, you know, your job was furloughed or you lost your job. You Mm -hmm. got the kids at home. I mean, how do we handle all that? Mm -hmm. But still make time for our God. Mm -hmm. That's a hard one. Yep. We talked about the Women's Manifesto and tell me those five things one more time. Yes.
0: I am loved. I am accepted. I am significant. I am forgiven
1: and I am secure. Amazing. So you have a course, self study course that I think works in hand with that. Is that correct? Draw Near Beloved? Yeah,
0: uh, Draw Near Beloved is six growth mindsets to deepen your faith. And that course is actually more on the end of building our intimacy and connection with God.
1: Mm, Okay, okay. So tell us a little bit more about the course and how can people get involved?
0: Yeah, I'm so excited about this course because what I found is sometimes women feel even shame or inadequacy or frustration about their connection with God. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it right. I feel weird. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to do. I want to be close to God, but I don't know where to start. So I thought, well, I'm just going to design a course and it's, I wanted to make it simple. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are six growth mindsets and there are also, so each mindset just has a 10-minute video of me teaching, and then it has a workbook, which this is the most important part because we have to work through our stuff. We have to work through our stuff or, or we're not going to receive the healing that we need. Mm. And so with each, um, with each part of the workbook, I have a personal story, something from my life. I share a, um, a, a big question because I'm a life coach, I'm always asking questions. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you the big question. And then I'm going to give you some biblical insight. And then I just have a simple practice. And so you can just go through this. And I I made it so that it's between you and God, no one's going to check up on you to see that you did your homework. (laughs) It's It's self paced, go go at it, um, as you see fit and as it works for your schedule. And so the six mindsets that I talk about in the, um, in the course are longing, belief, restoration, loving union, gratitude, and vulnerability. And those are just all mindsets that, we, that will help us have a deeper connection with God. Mm-hmm. And so it's just on my website. So there's a tab that says course and, and it's right there.
1: I just wonder which one of those mindsets have you struggled with the most? Oh, which one have I struggled with the most? Oh,
0: gosh, because I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably say I did not pay attention to my longing for so for so many years. Mm-hmm. I just put my longing on the shelf. I was mm-hmm. too busy. I was raising five kids. I was a pastor's wife. I'm like, oh, it's time to address my longing. <laughs> Yet when I brought my longing into the open in, with God, it was the most powerful, beautiful thing I could have done. I'm like, well, I should have done this a long time ago because honestly, I really longed
1: for more of God. Mm. And you were unable to see how to make that work in the midst of everything else.
0: I think so. I think so. I think life was just too full. It's like, well, I I don't have time for me right now. I'm raising these children and I'm doing ministry. I just don't have time for this right now. (laughs) Or maybe... And maybe a little bit, I was afraid to take my longing out because I thought I might be too sad, like, because I've missed some things and some things that I long for, I didn't receive yet. Mm -hmm. So it was probably a combination of those things.
1: I mentioned that my relationship with God has really grown deeper within the last couple of years, and I am a little older than you. And sometimes I feel like I wasted all this time. I wasted my, you know, n- not that I was not a believer because I was a believer. I was raised Catholic, I always went to church. Yeah. But just the richening of the relationship yeah. has happened recently. Yeah. And I think that we can sometimes say, well, it's too late. I've waited too yeah. long. It's too late, and it's just not going to happen. And we can't, we cannot do that.
0: No. No way. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Mm -hmm. It's not too late. As long as you're breathing, there's still time
1: to be closer to God. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, this has been delightful. Thank you so much for talking with us today. (laughs) Well, it was my pleasure. Now, where can we find you
0: online? You can find me at PamelaHinkleman.com. And you can find me on Instagram at P. Hinkleman. And I'm on Facebook at Pam Hinkleman. And I'm also on Pinterest.
1: Excellent. And I think yeah. that's where I saw you on Pinterest. I was going to ask you, where did you find me, girl? Yeah, it was <laughs> on Pinterest. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's been great. I think that the listeners really are going to get a lot out of this. And I encourage everybody to go to the website, check out the manifesto, check out the self-study course and really learn to put away everything else and deepen that relationship with God.
0: There you go. Wonderful. Thank you so much for today.
1: You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy today. Go to PositivelyJoy.com for inspiration, encouragement, and past episodes. Follow the podcast and review and subscribe wherever you go for podcasts. Don't forget to check out our cool merchandise with our new logo. And also, on the website, go to the Talk tab and leave us a message on what you love about Positively Joy and what you'd like to hear in the future. Again, thanks so much for being with us. Bye for now.